0: all right hello and welcome just a family
1: this is giving you something to talk about or just a live tv as i like to call it my name is melissa crutchler i'm your host i'm an identity coach spiritual teacher business mentor creator and founder of not only just a live tv but also the women Sporting women can network today we may have some interruptions my roof is being redone and of course i'm on the top floor of the house so if you hear any banging i will try to do my best to mute when i'm not talking so that you don't hear it but there is the potential that you may. So if you do hear the banging, uh, I think they're on a break right now, but if you do hear the banging, that is why. Um, Today's episode has been sponsored by Phoenix Identity. If you'd like to feel more in control of your life, in control of your everyday struggles, in control of your emotions and the words that you say, which goes hand in hand with today's episode, go and check them out, uh, phoenixidentity.com. You can also sign up for a clarity session, get some control over your life now you can do that. They're $97 with the coupon code CLARITY1. So go and check that out. Link in the description. Uh, today's episode, we're talking about the power of words and how one misspoken word can destroy relationships, goals, and so much more, but they can also create some amazing things. So we're going to be getting into that. And to do that is my guest speaker, Connie Johans. Connie, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Yes, thank you. And thank you very much for having me here today, Melissa. Um, Yes, I'm Connie Jo Holmes. I am the founder of BU to be full hypnosis and coaching. And my mission is actually in my company name. It's over my shoulder. And yes, it's spelled a little goofy, uh, but that was very intentional because I wanted people that if they saw it or read it quickly, that it would look like the word beautiful. Because um, I want people to know that even if they're working on enhancing certain aspects of themselves, they're still beautiful as they are right now. All they're doing is enhancing yesterday's version of themselves. But my mission is be you. So self-acceptance, Uh, And when you can actually love and accept yourself, it is much easier to live a fulfilled life. So be you to be full. And my vision with my company is to teach individuals how to confidently and courageously move from reacting to life to owning your life. And one way to own your life is to uh, have a proper mindset, proper words that we use, that type of thing. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It is so important. And I'd love to start off this episode with something that I teach my own clients. As soon as we start, it's take a selfie or look in the mirror, right? And start seeing how you're talking to yourself. Write down or even just acknowledge the way that you're speaking to yourself. Look at that person that's looking back at you and say, what do I feel about this person? What do I know about this person? How, how am I treating this person? And then once you kind of get an idea of the way that you're speaking to yourself, the words that you're saying about yourself, put yourself into somebody else's position. If you had a a mother, a sister, brother, and it's not specific to women, but anybody, if you had somebody that you unconditionally loved and they were saying, or other people were saying the same things to them that you're saying to yourself... How would you react? You'd probably react with very, very livid anger. I know I would. And, you know, just go off the deep end. We tend to ignore the things that we're saying to ourselves. And we ignore the words that we use to describe ourselves. Um, my daughters. I, well, I have four children. So I have two boys and two girls. And, you know, if they do something that is obviously a stupid move, because there are, Right. I don't say you're stupid. I don't say, you know, I say, that wasn't a very smart thing to do. Um, but the behavior was, right? The behavior was, it's not them. It's the right. behavior, or it's the situation or whatever it is. And I make sure to differentiate that because I don't want to associate that word with my children or with myself,
0: right? Yeah. That separation between the person and the incident. You're 100% right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So with words, you know, what I wanted to talk about today was obviously the words that we use for ourselves in our thoughts and our words, that type of thing. Uh, and then how that also connects into the law of attraction, manifesting, scripting, that type of thing, but also the word exchange that we have with uh, other people, loved ones in our life, colleagues, that type of thing. So, uh, and that's why, you know, words are just so vitally, vitally important. Um, if it's all right, can I just jump right in and start Absolutely. with the words that we tell ourselves? Because it'll yeah, be a nice sure. segue yeah. off of exactly what you just said right there so yeah so it is very important to remember and be mindful of you know simply that the words we say so every morning on well I should say Monday through Friday for the most part on Facebook I come out with like a very inspirational short story if you will and a couple of days ago I did exactly this and it was about how your beliefs become your reality and your beliefs you know whether they start with your thoughts, your words, your, your emotions are all connected. Um, and then they turn into your beliefs and your actions and your actions create the life that you're living. And so I just asked everybody when they were done reading this on Facebook to just close their eyes and to think of the word or the short phrase, I can't. And when you really close your eyes and think in your, your mind and your heart, I can't you know, I mean, really almost think about what it does to you physically, like I'm sitting back a little bit, maybe my shoulders get a little slumped. Um, And then, you know, you start to think about what you're feeling inside, you know, you might feel uh, bummed out, you might feel beaten down, that type of thing. And so right there, those words create thoughts that create emotions and feelings that create like a physical reaction. And then I asked people then. So now, do the opposite and do that with the word "I can." And really, when you think about it, you know, you get an image in your mind of what you can do or what you have done in the past. And you might sit up a little bit taller. Your shoulders are back. Uh, you know, all you know, your head is held a little bit higher, and you're truly feeling empowered. And then with that empowerment you know, once you open your eyes, it actually makes you want to leap forward and to take action into something. And I know that's a real simple exercise, but you know, if people really take the time to do that and to maybe do, you know, I can't versus I can, and truly see how that makes them feel and then react. The proof right there is in the pudding as far as how powerful words are. So that's, you know, one example I wanted to jump in with. So do you do that with your clients too? So,
1: I don't do the I don't do the visualization in that respect. Although I do love that, that is an amazing one. Um, I wanted to comment on the first couple of things that you said because I actually say those exact same things. I've coined the phrase that our reality is based on our beliefs, and our emotions are created by our beliefs. Or sorry oh, I totally screwed that up. Our reality (laughs) is created by our emotions. Our emotions are created by our beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. So we tend to, we create our reality. 95% of our reality is created by the way we think, by the, why the decisions we make, the words that we say, the actions that we take, all of that, or even the lack of all of those, Mm we, we create our own reality absolutely we do. So I love that you've said that. And I wholeheartedly agree. We, we don't realize that if we're not feeling our best, if if we don't know who we are, because for me, it all comes down to identity and mindset, right? But our identity is not our mindset. Our mindset is, you know, an extension of our identity. And Mm -hmm. so when we truly know who we are, and we embody who we are, there it isn't an I can't it's you know I'm maybe not the greatest at that right now and I'm not really interested in learning it's not that I can't I just I don't want to right or if you're sitting there and your I can't you know I can't lose 60 pounds right now well no it's not that I can't lose 60 pounds right now it's I'm not ready to right and that's okay but it's owning it's owning how you feel without making it a negative without making it an overwhelm or a stress or a panic and anxiety that you know we're saying these things about ourselves you know if you walk out i i'm gonna tell you a story about yesterday (laughs) i went shopping yesterday after the episode and i was texting not texting and driving i am leaving the checkout aisle of the store i have cart full of food and i'm walking out like from the checkout aisle I'm walking to the front door and my daughters are with me and I'm texting because I'm meeting up with somebody at the house and I don't know whether I'm meeting her at the house or I'm meeting her at the store or what I'm doing. So I'm just like, I'm just leaving the checkout aisle and I'm walking through the store to leave to the exit. And while I'm distracted driving and like driving the cart, I smashed the cart. Face first into a post in the middle of the walkway, and I'm, I'm dying laughing, right? And I'm just like, right. I did not just do that, and of course I'm leaning on the cart and I'm texting, and I'm just like, <laughs> there's another lady, she's around me, and she's like, I saw it move, I saw it move. No worries, it, moved, it jumped in your path, and I'm like, no, that's okay. I said that was a, that was a dumb blonde moment. I'm gonna keep that, right? Um. And I just laughed it off and I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't like, I didn't say, Oh, Melissa, you're such an idiot. Or that was such a stupid move. It was like, no shit happens. I was distracted. It happened. I'm going to own it. Right. And it's, it is what it is. And so I told my husband and of course it was just this huge (laughs) laughter. Right. Because of (laughs) course I did that run into a post. (laughs) Um, but, it, but there wasn't a lot of that negative self-talk because I have yeah. unconditional love, right? There are things that I'm not good at. There are things about myself that maybe I don't like, but they don't create a negative mindset for me. They don't, you know, if I look in the mirror and I see, you know, my, the fact that I'm overweight, I'm not disgusted. I'm like, oh, I really need to do something about this. <laughs> like, But then I go and drink Pepsi and I eat chips and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But but it doesn't take away from me. So when we're talking about identity and we're talking about the power of words and what we're saying to ourselves, that truly does matter. When we have Mm -hmm. unconditional love, we learn not to say that negative self-talk because we unconditionally love ourselves. We might do things that aren't smart, but that doesn't make us stupid. It's just in the moment we made a silly decision and we just got to live and own that.
0: Well, and just to add what you just said, and it takes us back to what we said at the beginning that, you know, it's much more than words. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're words that we might be saying, but it's the feelings and the emotions that those words or those thoughts create, you know, because like you said, you could have You know, beating yourself up for, you know, having a moment at the grocery store and like, oh, I'm so silly. I'm so clumsy. I'm, you know, all these things. Um, But instead you laughed it off, you know? And so that's what's so important is to remember that the words instill something in us and that something in us uh, creates that action. And that right there, I think is the difference. You know, and so that's why I always suggest to people too, you know, even if you're not feeling it, say it anyway. And some people call it fake it until you make it. And you know, sometimes I like that phrase and sometimes I don't, but it's really just, you know, speaking it into it existence is how I like to say it, you know, and and again, only because those thoughts and those words create those emotions and feelings and those drive and action. And, you know, that's what is getting us out of bed every day and that type of thing. And so I know when I, um, manifest, so I was recently turned on to a fabulous book. It's called scripting the life you want or desire doesn't matter, but it's, and I loaned it to a friend. So I don't even have it in front of me here, but I think it's called scripting the life you want. And, um, oh my gosh, it's fabulous. And, you know, whatever book you might be reading or whatever message you have heard about law of attraction, because they're all fabulous. At the end of the day, the message is all the same. And that is for you to think about what it is you want, you know, why it is that you might want it in your life, but also feel what that would feel like once you have it in your life. And, you know, I've been reading different things and talking to different experts in this area. And they say that if that manifesting doesn't happen for you or happen for you right away or happen for you at all, it's probably because you're not feeling it. You're not really bringing in that full emotion behind it. Um, and then because then, and this is probably a whole nother topic, so I'll just brush this and I won't go too deep, but. You know, and I know you know this as well, but, you know, when you're feeling that and talking it out loud and and bringing in all of the emotions with it, you are raising your vibration, you know, and raising your energy level. And so then you're attracting that to you. Um, I remember seeing maybe it was on Facebook a while back, but they did some exercise like that with sand on a table. And it was like having that vibration move and showing how, you know, everything's energy and you're vibrating, you know, um, what is into your, your life to match what your energy level is.
1: Yeah. So I love it when this happens. Um, I disagree on a couple of those points. So I want to, I want to share those beliefs now for anybody watching i want to to let you know that when i disagree with something and this is one of the reasons i love the show so much because when i disagree with something i will share my belief to share the perspective to share the belief and the knowledge behind it not to change anybody's mind not to change anybody's belief and not to start an argument it is just an expression of my belief while acknowledging that other people's beliefs are valid for them. It is not right because we do need to always be conscious of that, right? Um mm-hmm. so we did an episode yesterday on toxic mentality. And my point of that episode was not to bash manifestation and law of attraction. Now while I did do a little bit, not not excessively, I did do a little bit, but it was the toxic mentality that it can create. And so if anybody wants go check that, that episode, and I'm not diving into that right now. Um, but the fake it till you make it is, is the one thing that, that I wanted to touch on that, that I, I agree with and I disagree with. Now, fake it till you make it with me doesn't work because we don't need to fake anything, right? At the same time, you look at Beyonce, right? Her, her alter ego, Sasha Fierce you look at, um, Eminem, he's got Eminem, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers. He's got three. There are so many very successful individuals who used a super ego or an alter ego to manifest their life, to make them feel a certain way that they didn't believe they felt. Right. Right. And so fake it till you make it is good in a sense of, okay, I might not be there yet. I might not be empowered yet, but at the same time, I'm going to get there. I'm going to work there. So I love that you put in there to feel it. Even if so, say me right now, if I'm sitting here and I say, I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. And I've been saying that since I started the show, I want this to be the next Oprah Winfrey show, right? So now, I could be sitting here and I could be upset that I'm not there yet. I could be, you know, shame and blame and guilt and all of this stuff going in my head, right? Beating myself up because I'm not there yet. But at the same time, I visualized what it would feel like to get there, how impactful it would be for every all of our viewers, right? If this show took off to be what I accept, expect it to be. But if I sit here and I go, I'm already Oprah Winfrey, right? If I sit here and I say, I'm already at Oprah Winfrey status and I'm not, then I'm not acknowledging where I'm at. And I am a firm believer that no matter how negative, one, it's okay not to be okay, two, Mm -hmm. We need to acknowledge those negative thoughts and those negative emotions and negative beliefs because those are what help us grow. If we don't acknowledge those, we don't learn. We don't grow because those negative thoughts, emotions, and beliefs are saying, hey, there's something that's not aligned here or there's something that's not right for you here. What is it? Let's figure it out and move past it, right? And
0: being in congruence, I agree. So, yep. fake it
1: till you make it is one of those one of those topics where I'm like, Oh, you need to acknowledge where you are first. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, absolutely feeling into what it's going to feel like when you get there, visualizing right. the person you're going to be when you get there. I do do those techniques with my clients, so absolutely, yeah. I agree on that aspect. But I think that everybody needs to understand that it's okay to be wherever it is that you're at, whether you're happy with where you're at, not happy with you, where you're at in, in between um, we have to acknowledge where we're at because that's, that's how we learn to grow and get to where we want to be.
0: I I agree a hundred percent. And I think, I hope what I said at the beginning was that sometimes I like that phrase and sometimes I don't. The phrase I actually like best is speak it into existence because of not being, um, congruent with your, with where you truly are. Um, And I have to tell you, so with my company name, be you to be full, it's all about self-acceptance, but yet I'm a coach and a hypnotherapist. So that's why I have that secondary, if you will, or the back half of my message, which is, you know, you're still beautiful as you are. All you're doing is enhancing yesterday's version of you because I firmly believe in just continual growth and, um, you know, evolution, you know, growth, uh, growth, and learning. We so, yeah. Stop. So sometimes, <laughs> what was that? We never stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, you know, because I think by now we've all um seen those studies, um, you know, actual scientific studies and whatnot about you know when you have house plants or a vegetable garden or something like that, and when you actually you know, talk to them, sing to them, you know, talk to them when you're watering them, whatever it may be, how those plants that are spoken to in a beautiful light and beautiful words, how they just um, flourish so much better than the ones that are either ignored or are actually talked, you know, to in a mean manner. (laughs) So it is. I love that study. I I do too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my
1: my craft room is across the hall and it's it, i've got a bunch of plants in there and i go in there and i water them and you know if i see that they're liking a certain area i'm like oh you really like it here and just you know and do what i need to do and again whether we're talking to other people whether we're talking to plants or animals look at animals right the way you talk to your animal and i'm an animal lover but the way you talk to your animal if any one of my animals, mm-hmm. if I call their name, and I'm like in the roar voice or the alpha voice, yeah. right? Because I'm of course the alpha. If I yeah. roar in the alpha voice and I and I call their name, they're like,
0: "Yes, yes." Oh,
1: I need that. I need to move right, and they'll get down. Like I have five cats, so they'll get down or stop doing whatever it is they're doing. But if yeah. I call them in like a, a nice friendly voice and I'm like, come here, they run, right? <laughs> they, just, they, they run to me and it's, yeah, it is. It's that energy that you put in there. I think the intention, can you hear that now? Are I you, just heard that, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so again, I apologize, but at least we're half, almost halfway through the episode. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't be too bad. Um, but the energy... For me, high vibrational is another one that I've kind of, I I nitpick on high vibrational, right? Because if we're too high vibrational all the time, we're going to burn out. Um, Whether it's a positive energy or a negative energy, we are going to burn out if we're high vibrational all the time. Now, for me, I can be at a very calm vibration, right? Like a very relaxed, central or um, centered vibration, right? where I'm not too high, I'm not too low, I'm kind of in between. And it's still that positive energy, right? It's still that that calm energy that says, you know what, I'm, I have a goal. I know what I need to do. I'm gonna grab some uh, masculine and feminine energies, throw them in there, positive and, and dark. And I'm, you know, because that negative energy that we have and the shadow and light, depending on what what faith you're in or or what you follow shadow and light are both needed, right? In order to have sun, we have to have dark, right? In order to have things to grow, we need water. So we need rain. There is a healthy balance of shadow and dark. If I don't feel negative emotions and negative situations, I don't know what the positive emotions feel like. Cause I'm just meh, right? You just become that meh. But when you're, when you're using those words, for me, it's the energy behind them. It's the intention behind them of, you know, how am I saying this to myself? Am I joking? Am I serious? Is there a hint of truth in what I'm saying? Um, and again, I'm, I, I'm a horrible artist and I'm like stick figure artist, <laughs> if that. My stick figure is even like funny, um, but I'm okay with that. It's not a negative. I'm not good at, at you know, art, art. But I'm good Mm -hmm. at speaking, I'm good at, you know, um, writing, I'm good at, I have other artistic formats that I I thrive in, but I'm not beating myself up because I'm not a good artist. My children are, (laughs) they get it from their grandparent, but I'm not, and I'm okay with that, right? And Mm -hmm. it's knowing that I don't need that. It's not, it's not something I need going forward. It's not, you know, it's, it's okay, right? But the shadow side Oh, where I was going with that story, I just totally flipped out into another conversation. But um, the shadow side, when you've got a goal and you've got the shadow and light, right, and the positive and negative and, and the t- intention and energies, you need that masculine, very tough, very go getter intention behind that, along with the. Oh my goodness! I'm super excited for this to turn out. I can't wait, right? But you have to do the work to get there.
0: So. Yes, yes. With with energy, I have actually an example for this. Um, and I wouldn't mind coming back to animals super quick, but uh, after I make this one point with energy, how I feel is, I believe we all have a set point. You know, our our internal thermostat, if you will, but like a set point of our energy. Not that we can't change that and have a a new set point but I think for the most part we have a set point when I raise my vibration what I mean by that is when I'm actually like see and I'm looking down because I'm like concentrating and focusing even when I'm talking about it um I really just get into a state of flow I I become uh, very much aware and conscientious of my energy and then that just you know kind of like gets inside of me and raises me a little bit Um, and so an example to support that I was driving to the airport the other day to go to a hypnosis conference and on my way to the airport I was listening to a podcast and they were just talking about energy and, and channeling and stuff like that. And I realized that I did not wake up that morning and script like I intended to. My day kind of got away from me. And so what I did is just mentally I scripted how I wanted to have the just an ideal flight, an ideal experience, getting to the airport, you know, doing all the stuff I had to do. And as I was thinking about it, like I'm driving, but I could just feel like my insides, you know, just like here, you see me rise up. It was like, I could feel that all inside of me. And so when I talk about raising my vibration, it's very much internal, but then I also trust that that is then exuding out there. Um, And so sure enough, and I won't go into the details, but every single point of my trip from O'Hare to Las Vegas, it was uh, I couldn't have scripted it better if I wanted to. <laughs> I mean, it just in, in every way, shape and form. So that felt, um, you know, really good. And again, it was more of that energy and, and, and my thoughts, you know, my thoughts that I'm capable, like not capable. I am just as deserving as another person to have a picture perfect flight from, you know, O'Hare to Las Vegas. Um, you know, I can wish these things in for me. Um, so I just wanted to share that just about the energy, about how, how it feels to me, I guess. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, Our energy. Uh, is one thing, just funny oh. thing. go ahead. You were talking about
0: pets. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to say super quick, so something to support what you were saying earlier about animals. Um, so I live on a hobby farm and we have 27 chickens and, uh, there's a friend of mine who asked me a couple of weeks ago if I just happened to bring some eggs with me. And I I said, I didn't and all this stuff. And I said, well, cause we're probably about an hour away um, from each other now distance wise. And I said, well, you know you can find a local farmer and stuff like that. And she said, actually she has but they don't taste as good as ours. And you know what, I'm sure we're probably feeding pretty similar food to our chickens, but I, and I wasn't joking, but I said, it's probably because I, we, we, my husband and I, we treat our chickens with love because I know in the morning when I go out to do chores, I sing all these makeup songs that, you know, made up songs that are coming off the, the top of my head in the morning. And I talk to them. I know my husband does too. And and it's just like when I used to tell my stepson, like he would compliment me on supper or something, you know, a dinner that I made. And I would just say, well, it tastes so good because it was made with love. <laughs> but I mean that. And it's the same with like, when we're feeding our chickens, I think that's why our eggs taste so good.
1: It's the intentional energy, right? We, if yes. we put our energy into something. And especially when we have that intentional outcome, right? If I, I love making big meals. And I am exceptional at making big family meals. Uh, I do have a large family, so I should be. But I do put a lot of love into it it because I expect at the end that they're going to love it. And especially if I'm making something I know they really like. It's extra good because I'm not rushing through it. I'm taking my time. I'm, you know, doing the steps that I need to take. And I'm thinking about, well, they're really going to like this, right? They're really going to enjoy this meal. And, and it is putting that intentional energy into manifesting that outcome, right? Um, but also doing the work because manifestation is not just leaving it up to the universe. We have to do the work behind it too. Um yeah. So let's quickly jump into um, how words can be damaging because we haven't touched on that yet. Um, And then we'll get into how they can actually create better things. Um, So words can destroy one word, right? It doesn't matter what the word is, but one word that is either misspoken, spoken out of anger or um, as a reaction because reactions are emotional, Those words can destroy your relationships. They can destroy your outcomes, your goals, your family. They can destroy a ridiculous amount of things. One word. It doesn't even have to be a full sentence. Just one word can destroy. And I don't think we, I don't think we take enough awareness of that when we communicate and when we have, um, when we have interaction with other people, whether you're an entrepreneur or CEO, whether you're a coach, like we are, you know, one word in your content that, you know, shouldn't be in there and, and and instinctively and energetically and centered, we know, right. We know when a word is in there that probably shouldn't be in there.
0: I, I, I agree 100% words are just vital. Um, because they're lasting you know people remember them and so I think it's so important to be very mindful of the words that we use why we're using them if we realize at the moment that we said something wrong you know then it's an opportunity to go back and correct it and make amends and and you know and state that own like oh I'm you know apologize right away and further you know find that right word for that moment um, one thing I do need to tell you, uh, and I recently, like recently within the last eighteen months, I have been called on the carpet on this word, and this is a word. not that it still doesn't slip out of my mouth once in a while, but I guarantee you, it's probably it's ninety nine point nine percent of the time when I say it, I catch myself immediately, and that is the word try. To me, I think when we're talking, the word try, it just should be totally erased out of the vocabulary. Um, the reason being, so think about it, think about the last time that, you know, you you had a party or something like that, and you were talking to somebody about joining, and they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll try and make it. Well, they never make it. If someone says, I tr- I will try to do something, it's it's like washing it out. They just they don't come. (laughs) It doesn't happen. That type of thing. It's almost like the ultimate excuse word. And like I said, I, I was using it quite a bit and um, somebody called me out on it. And then I just became so uh, radar aware of it. And like I said, whenever I catch myself doing it, I immediately, I actually have YouTube videos of myself because I come out every Monday morning with a motivational video and I have, um, videos of myself saying the word try but you'll see me catching that word and saying, nope I'm gonna reword that <laughs> and I think that's okay to do that you know to catch ourselves in the mo- moment and to change that what but, do you think about the word try
1: um I don't mind the word try because I tell my children to try their best just you know do your best try uh try something new try uh, you know I think when it comes to try as a cop-out, right? Like, I think it, it depends It depends how you're using it, the, the intention behind it. And I think that that's with any word, though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the word hate is one that I catch myself saying. And I will not use that word unless it's something that I'm very passionately hate. And mm-hmm. it's not many things that I will actually say that word to because that word is exceptionally powerful and in order to hate something or not always but most of the time when you hate when you hate hate something to that degree you've loved it at one point because it is a flip side of the coin right yeah
0: that polar yeah
1: the polar opposites now what was I going to say there um if I called in any one of my family members right now and asked them this question they'd answer the same way And this goes hand in hand with the power of words and and how destructive it can be is if I am, I I can be very volatile, volatile and um, vindictive. And when I, especially when I'm emotional, if I'm in a full out war with somebody or I'm being pushed past my limits, I will stop and say, Hey, I'm, I need a timeout. I'm getting to my point. I need a timeout before I say or do anything that's going to hurt you. And I've literally, ooh, excuse me, i have literally told my oldest daughter that, you know, when I get past that point, and I do my very best not to get to that point to know when I'm getting to that point and to stop it. If I've gone past that point, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much I love you. I don't care about anything other than hurting you worse than I'm hurt. Right. And I don't want to do that. And I learned that actually right before I got with my husband, uh, that was something that I had learned. That's one of my prior lessons in past relationships was I can't do that. I Mm -hmm. don't, I shouldn't be doing that. Right. And I think that when we have the opportunity to correct really quickly, that's a great thing. But I also teach people how to do that before, right? And just Mm -hmm. when we're emotional, that's when we react. And when we react out of emotion, it's anger, it's, you know, aggression, it's, there's no logical thought behind it. A reaction is emotional, not logical, where a response is actually logical, right? So instead of saying, okay, how do I feel? I'm going to take stock of that. I'm going to acknowledge it. How do I, you know, what do I say? that one, isn't an intention to hurt the other person, two, is an expression of how I feel, how I feel, mm-hmm. and a solution.
0: Right, right. You know, it's funny that you're you're kind of going in this direction because I actually have a uh, client who wanted some, some help with some communication style. And um, the person went from being very passive to, um, to going to aggressive communication. And so, I mean, right there, you know, that's flipping that switch, that's, you know, seeing red, it's going from zero to 10 on all these phrases, you know? And so we actually spent some time talking about, you know, that assertive communication, hanging out in the middle there. So you can go from, well, you know, really hanging out there period. But if you are a passive uh, style of a person, you know, when you do, it, so you can see, how he, easy you know for and I for whoever's listening I did air quotes there for easy <laughs> um you know a lot of times when somebody does hang out in that passive area and I'm not saying you are at all because I wasn't hearing that but uh, the communication style is what's making me want to go here and uh, so if somebody's hanging out in that passive style after a while they might feel like they're being taken advantage of walked on a doormat those types of things so then your reaction is, you know, zero to 10. And that 10 is that aggressive style. So it is getting comfortable in that assertiveness area so that you can be heard. Um, you, you, whoever you're communicating with, you can actually have a dialogue. You can get to that end desired outcome that you both want. Yes. So communication is, yeah. a
1: very huge one
0: (laughs) not a lot of people
1: um, in society today know how to properly communicate and have a conversation and listen um because there's three ways to listen and I guarantee most of us aren't doing the proper one out of the three but um okay so words can damage relationships goals outcomes uh opportunities all of that so let's talk about how to, so we've talked about correcting it, right? If we say something or if we say a word and we've misspoken is correcting it right away, right? Another one is understanding that saying things when you're in an emotional state, is never a good idea. When you are in an emotional state, lock your mouth and put yourself on a timeout and process. Because emotional reactions, actions, or words are never the answer unless you are defending your life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But also, but just hearing you say that, it's like, oh God, I just think about all the times I could just, you know, almost like a fishing pole, (laughs) like grab it and come back. <laughs> so and and i know trust me everyone who's listening and watching to this i know all of this sounds so much easier said than done and sometimes it is but you know i always remind people you know to to stop that you know zero to 10 moment you know as best you can to just take that breath because in that one moment of that breath you're you're centering yourself and you're coming back to that moment and that one simple breath can save a lot of trouble down the road um, one of the thing I
1: wanted, to, or one of the things I wanted to mention about health communication and the power of words is that your perception of a word or your belief about a word is not the same as everybody else's. And this is my favorite one to express because if somebody turns around, if Connie right now, and pardon my language, but if Connie right now was to call me a bad name, whatever that, whatever that is, um, whether it's, a bitch or whatever right i'd be like your point like it it doesn't bother me right it that word does not affect me or impact me because my belief about that word is not a trigger right i don't find a trigger in that word but if i turned around and i called connie that now if you connie were triggered by that word would i be in the wrong not necessarily Right, because my perception of the word is not the same as you. Now, it could be, I don't know, because we haven't discussed that, but (laughs) your perception of a word or somebody's perception of a word does not make you wrong, it does not make you mean or cruel, and it does not automatically deserve retaliation, defense, or anything along those lines. If somebody says a word that you find triggering or that you find um elicits an emotional response in you you need to stop yourself quickly and say do they know that word bothers me right and normally if somebody says something to me or says something in general that i just don't agree with i will make it known that that word bothers me not putting it on them for for actually you know intentionally trying to hurt me or bother me it's you know i really don't like being called that i'm sorry Uh, you know, I know that you didn't know that, um, or I'm assuming that you didn't know that, but please, please try not to, or please do your best not to say that to me again, that, that really does bother me. Right. And you're expressing people don't know what's going on in your head.
0: And what you just said right there connects back to what you said before we ventured down this path. And that was about the different, um, uh, ways of listening and one of them is body language you know because just when you were kind of you know doing the apology like oh I'm sorry I didn't know that word uh, bothered you you know you can see people's uh body language and so whether it is coming out and saying the word that maybe offended somebody or the retraction of it you know, if you're really paying attention and if you're really communicating properly, you're listening as well as watching that body language. And so, you know, if somebody comes at you like, you know, like this and says a nasty word, okay, you're getting it from both ends, you know, but if they kind of lean back and they're joking a little bit or whatever, you can feel, hopefully if you're paying attention, you can feel the deeper meaning behind that as well. Would you agree with that? For the, the body language?
1: Start absolutely for the most part um i've had relationships or friendships i should say or acquaintances where it doesn't matter what they say and it rubs me wrong right because my reaction to the person or the expression or their their self-expression rubs me wrong right um for most of us when we meet somebody if we energetically you you get that gut instinct that first impression right if somebody's kind of turned me off with that first impression it doesn't matter what they say going forward i'm gonna be like "Eh, yeah so be conscious of that too i agree with what connie's saying but also just to add on be conscious of your your reactions to that person if you automatically somebody comes up to you and they don't know that they that you react to them that way they still may not be trying to hurt you Mm -hmm. right and it's a fine line and it's it's a it's an interesting balance you can learn how to do that and how to learn to you know just we can only control ourselves we can't control other people's reactions beliefs words none of that we can only control our own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So taking yep. responsibility for that and not putting your triggers on other people—that's a huge one that I find um, with words as well. Is um, I have this—I have this post that keeps popping into my head, right? And it was—and um, I'm—I'm a spiritual teacher as well as uh, many other things. But somebody was talking about Ouija boards, mm-hmm. and it was like this whole Facebook group and everybody was just on there and half, 90% of them were freaking out. I won't touch the thing. I have nothing to do with it. And I'm sitting there going, okay. And I could have been triggered because my, you know, I commented very calmly and I said, divination is just like any other tool. I don't believe in evil spirits. I don't believe in, in bad juju, right? Like I don't believe in in, in evil spirits. So for me, i use oracle cards and i use pendulums and i use runes and i use you know my own intuition and psychic and and mediumship abilities to connect with spirit i don't need a ouija board but at the same time for me a ouija board is just another divination tool it's just another way to connect with the the energy of the spirit world and but then you have other people if when i commented that it was like full attack full-blown attack because I didn't agree with them right right or because I expressed my own yeah right I didn't invalidate theirs I expressed my own right right and so the power of words with that as well is you don't know how other people are going to react
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that you know, it's just, it's funny that you are saying this because probably about two hours ago, I had a conversation with a friend and um, I, I had, the background doesn't matter, but I had stated how I tend to be somebody who I give the benefit of the doubt. I really let things roll off in me and that type of thing. And I had had a family member who had said something to me a couple of times and I heard it and it kind of pinged me, but I was like, ah, they're joking or, ah, you know, I just kind of let it go and I let it go a couple of times. And then finally, the third time I just said, Hey, look, you know, you're being rude and you know, whatever I, I said. Um, but that's how I handle it. I'm not saying what I'm doing is right at all. But my point of sharing that is, you know, everyone has a different um, temperament maybe or threshold and, and things like that. And I don't know. And it also... I don't know, sometimes people just also, unfortunately, want to want to have an argument or whatever, you know, and, um, which is unfortunate. And then if that's the case, you know, that's, I tend to just walk away from those situations, because to me, that's an energy suck. You know, I don't even want to get involved in that. It's like, oh, you know, um, I would, would rather you know, go toe to toe, if you will, with something that, you know, is is a lot more meaningful for, you know, to me or something. But it also makes me think a little bit, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about too, is, you know, the whole belief of, you know, uh, coming from and speaking about, you know, having a mindset is what I should say, of lack versus abundance, you know, and, you know, kind of how do you see the world? Do you see the world as always being in lack? You know, like, oh, I'm always late. I always get picked last. I always get the slow line, you know, or do you come from, you know, a belief of abundance or possible abundance, you know? And that makes me, I know that's quite a jump, but what you just said there makes me think about that belief system a little bit too.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There are people who are one end of the spectrum and other end of the spectrum. And then there are people like me who are in the middle, right? Where it's, you know, sometimes I am in lack, sometimes I am in abundance, it just depends on my motivation, my actions, my thoughts, my beliefs, where I am, and what I need to learn, right, so I'm a very go with the flow, there are going to be abundant times, and there are going to be lack times, and I know that, and it's just, it's a process, right, Um, but you're definitely right on the, on the lack and abundance, there, there are three different aspects of that, right,
0: yeah. Can, can I I have just a quick story on, on that, um, just to support that. So my uh, a job I had previously, we had this system in place that was a treasure chest system. And so if you worked with a colleague on something, um, you were able to go to human resources and um, give a thank you card and a gift card in denominations of 25, 50, 75, or 100. And you were just free to do that for anything. And so So that had been out in the system for quite some time. And then one morning I went to work and I did not sleep well at all the night before. And so I think most people know this, but for those who don't, when you sleep like crap, the next day you probably eat like a pig. <laughs> and the reason you do that is because your body is looking for energy and it's getting it from that food. And then that's when your reptilian brain kicks in and it goes to that comfort food usually. Um, but it, so that was me. I, I didn't have a lot of sleep. I go to work and, uh, we worked in a suburb of Chicago and, I was just starving, but yet I was lazy because I didn't have any, um, sleep the night before. So I sent a message out to the uh, department and I said, starving, but lazy. And I said, if somebody wants to run to, um, white castle and get a couple of, you know, big sacks or whatever. I said, it's on me, but someone has to go run and get it and stuff. And so I gave them like a $50 bill and it took like, you know, all of the 50 bucks to feed the whole department. Everybody was all excited. You would have thought I was giving away free puppies or something. So, but I I was fine doing that. I wanted to do that. So I was living in a land of abundance. Like I can do this and I want to do this. Well, sure enough, that same afternoon, because this was all like mid-morning. I was so starving. I couldn't even wait till lunch. <laughs> it was like 1030 in the morning. So then um, probably that afternoon, Human Resources walks around and they give me a thank you card. I open it up and it had a $50 gift card in there. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And so I just wanted to share that because when you do, I know, we're, I know the topic of this Uh, show is the words we use the importance of the words but it also translates though into our beliefs our thoughts and that type of thing so i am kind of merging all of this together but anyways i was coming from a mindset of abundance and i operated out of abundance and i was being generous but yet that came back to me immediately the same day i i can't even make this up (laughs) so i wanted to make sure i got that in there too
1: Well, and that's the thing that your mindset, right, is you having an abundant mindset or even a a healthy mindset at that point, right, where you weren't going through a lot of that trauma and that stress. And if you you were, you were, you were, you know, processing it really healthily. It's not just the words, but it's the intention behind them. So you can say the exact same word and have two completely different energetic intentions behind it. Right. And that's, I think that's one of the best examples of that is if you were a lack mindset, right? Like, oh, I only have $50 until next week, you know, I'm starving and I'm lazy and I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just going to do this and, you know, F it or whatever. Right. And just having that really that lack, lack mindset, right. The intention and energy you're putting in that is not one of abundance and not one of, you know, all of that, that may not have come back to you that day, right? Because somebody may not have appreciated what you had done or what you had done the day before or whatever, because you're putting that energy and intention into it. So that is an amazing example of that is the energy and intention you put into a word is what truly makes the difference of that word, right? Like, Again, I'm gonna say it the word bitch, right? I could be like, Oh, you're a bitch, right? And it just like totally rude. And you know, you you know I'm meaning it at that point, right? But if I'm like, oh my god, bitch, hi, right? Like, totally different intention behind it, right? Totally different inflection, the way you the way you process it, the way you feel it, right? And it's like, okay, hi, (laughs) right, like. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the intention that you're putting into
0: those words. I agree. What? 100%. Yeah. Well, I think by now, anyone who's on Facebook, you've probably seen that meme that is something like, why is it that whenever I'm running late and I'm in a bad mood, my shirt sleeve catches on the, the door, uh, you know, the doorknob and, and we know why you and I know why. And most listeners do. It's the energy because you're already coming from a point of your butt being kicked, you know, you're late, you're frustrated, you're all these things. And so of course your arms, you know, your sleeve is going to get cut, caught on that doorknob, you know, versus um, kind of like my example about driving to the airport the other day, you know, I really just internally just, you know, built, up my vibration. And I was bringing in all these thoughts about how I wanted it to go. And that's how it went, you know, and I really wish more people would. Um, and maybe maybe your listeners do. But if anyone listening to this is like, oh, this is all hogwash. Listen, to these two ladies just <laughs> chirping. Um, I always say, give it a try. Like you have nothing to lose. Give it a try. But give it a try. Of, oh, my gosh, listen to me. Give it a try. Do you hear me saying give it a try? <laughs> But the I intent- said, that's a word that's coming out of <laughs> it. Right? <intention>.
1: <laughs> you know, some people aren't going to be able to do it first, first go. Some people yes, yes. You know, do your best, even, even instead of give it a try, do your best, right? Do your <laughs> best, do what, because that's all we can do is do our best, do our best to yes. be happy, do our best to watch our words, our intention, our energy, all of that. We have to do our best and, you know. I love, I love your, your company, be you, be you to be full because it is, we have to be right. And that's like a Phoenix identity. We have to be true to ourselves. We have to be true to what we believe and what we want to express and the way we want to live. And, you know, and just stand strong in that. When we do that, our intention becomes clear. Our words become clear. Our outcomes and our purpose and our potential become clear when we truly embrace who we are at our core level um, and and support unconditional love for ourselves.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And one thing, if I can add, because I would not feel complete um, having any kind of chance to speak if I don't bring up because uh, I always like to bring up generosity as well as gratitude. Um, when people uh, implement gratitude into their lives and can and do it regularly and consistently, it really is a life changer. And I um, am a self-proclaimed <laughs> gratitude guru. The reason I can claim that title is because I have been doing this since 2011. Um, I was dabbling in it in 2010, but I definitely was doing it in 2011. If anyone thinks uh, I'm not being uh, serious with that, the reason I know is because um, every night, most nights, um, I post on Facebook five things that I'm thankful for. Um, I had read this in a book about just the importance of gratitude and the Author was very intentional with saying, you know, have it be five things because five things when you do that every single night becomes rather difficult. You know, you have the obvious, you know, the roof over your head, the car in your driveway, food in your pantry, um, and then you have the exceptional things like, oh, I got a raise, I got a new car, I made a new friend, you know. But those two examples do not happen two category examples do not happen all the time. So then you are, I saw your cat jump on your bed earlier. It was right after you were talking about cats, by the way. (laughs) Um, But anyways, it's like, you know, that's when you're grateful for, You know, working from home, but having your cats who are there to keep you company, you know, that's when you're grateful for, um, you know, driving somewhere and catching every green light so you show up early, Uh, those types of things. Because I like to tell people that, you know, life is lived in the everyday small moments, and when you actually stop and can see those and thank them, that's really what you start to pay attention to, and that's what you notice. Um, and so I just would be remiss if I didn't, uh, talk about gratitude, even just briefly. So thank you for that opportunity.
1: I'm always, I, I'm, I'm the silver lining, right? There's, there's always a positive that comes out of every negative. So finding that, and part of that is gratitude. Part of that is understanding. And again, always with unconditional self-love and, and knowing that every negative can be turned into a positive, depending on how you look at it. So, um, absolutely. absolutely. Well, we're getting up to three o'clock here. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going?
0: Uh I I made some notes. Let me just see if I covered everything. Um I I, no, I think I did. I just want to just encourage people, you know, to as best we can, because we know that we're human and life happens and stuff like that, but just you know, be present, you know, be mindful, be present, because when we're present. We are focused on what's what or who uh, is in front of us. And then we are careful with the words that we use to them. So for our relationships, but also when we are in those private moments of our own to really, really pay attention to what we call ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we think about ourselves and what we put out there as far as our desires, having them be positive and productive because those things will come back to us so to just be very mindful of that and really to live in a land of uh, abundance rather than lack and gratitude rather than grumpiness
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely all right well i i've loved this episode i love all of our episodes but the power of words is absolutely exceptional because you don't want to destroy anything with a misspoken word or a word that isn't taken the right way or intend to intent of um a positive intention So make sure that you're listening to your words, the way you're talking to yourself, the way you're talking to others, the way that you are putting intention into that and energy into that, and just really focus on on your own accountability for the words that, that you're saying. And when dealing with other people, Give them some grace. They may not be intentionally triggering you. Um, And if you feel like you're being triggered, acknowledge that and express it. Tell people, you know, the first time they do it, open your mouth and tell them, hey, I don't like that. Um, I don't know whether you're intending to do that or not, but I really don't like that. Because, you know, the more we wait, if somebody is constantly making a jab at us or what we feel like is a jab, if we don't say anything the first time they don't know right Mm -hmm. so if they continue doing it they still don't know it's a problem whether it's the first time the second time or the 10th time um so our reaction is a little bit high when we're not uh when we're not expressing that right we we have to be open and honest with people on what our what our feelings
0: are um and i think go ahead sorry I think a way to help with that too, is to get curious, you know, like, you know, did you mean to, um, I'm I'm not really good off the top right here right now. So, um, it could be something like, you know, did you mean to use that word right now? Or did you really mean to say that, um, there could even be a more delicate way to bring that up, but, you know, but, but coming from a point of curiosity, I think is always helpful as well. Um, because, because again you know with even with your body language you know you're leaning in you know and that means you're curious and you're waiting for a response versus you know not saying anything and backing up it goes back to this body language doesn't it
1: yep all right well just a family that's been our episode Connie thank you so much for joining me today thank
0: you very much I appreciate it
1: for anybody watching or catching the replay, make sure that if you want to connect with either myself or Connie, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this video. Check out our sponsor, Phoenix Identity. check Go and grab a clarity session with them and get some much needed clarity and control in your life today. Uh, so go and check that out. Join the newsletter, like, follow, and share the show. You can find us on most social media platforms at Just Alive TV. If you'd like to join our newsletter, justalivetv.com. Uh, You can find all of our episodes there today. We are doing episode 108. So go and check out the episodes we've already done. And there's so many more to come. Um, Yeah, that's it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I will see all of you on the next episode. A wonderful,
0: blessed afternoon, morning or evening. Bye. Bye everyone. Take care.